Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 144th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. I really hope you guys all had a great Easter this past weekend with your families. It was my kids' first Easter over here, so it was really special for us. But you know what? Now it's time to jump back into the Jurassic fandom after that great weekend. So in this episode, we have some big news to cover. We're going to be joined in the news segment by contributor Aaron Beyer. We're going to discuss a lot of film stuff, gaming stuff, merchandise news, and celebrate some birthdays and a sad day in the fandom. Of course, our big segment for this week is the monthly Jurassic Mailbag with none other than Jennifer Tarek. Yet again, you the listeners gave it your all to puzzle us and of course take us down a few notches in our credit within this fandom. So be sure to stick around and check it out. Don't forget, if you guys want to be a part of the mailbag next time, call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us some audio files or questions at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com or head to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com and fill out our contact form. Now, even though you haven't heard this month's episode yet, we are already collecting questions for our next mailbag. It's already filling up, so get your stuff in quick. And to round out the show, we're going to quickly dive into the audio lab and hear from our favorite orator, Jeff Goldblum. He may or may not give hints on the future of the franchise, so stay tuned. A few plugs here before we get underway with the show. Don't miss last week's bonus episode from Jay Jurassic talking about his love of the original film's VHS, the 25th anniversary merchandise, and of course hear a few details about his upcoming giveaways that are right around the corner. Now, you won't want to miss out on those. I'm I'm telling you right now, there's some good stuff involved. Also, Tom Fishenden recently visited the Funko headquarters out in the UK to take a look at their offerings, speak with a few awesome employees, and get a good sense at everything going on over there. He also put together a great article on that whole experience, which you can find on JurassicParkPodcast.com. And also, stay tuned for Thursday's bonus episode, where you're going to hear a little bit of his on-site audio from Funko. We are so busy over here. It's crazy. So much stuff going on. Content all over the place. But enough of all that. We've got another packed episode for you. So why don't we, of course, start this episode off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. So we're going to try something a little bit different here in the news this week. We're going to bring in Aaron Beyer, kind of banter back and forth on some of these news stories and uh, see what we come up with. So, uh, Aaron, how's it going? 
I'm doing pretty good, Brad. How are you? I'm good. Uh, let's get into this first news story here. We have uh, the uh, announcement that Colin Trevorrow is going to be directing Jurassic World 3. That was some huge news last week. Yeah, you know, everyone's really excited about it. I think it's really cool. I kind of felt like the writing was on the wall that this was going to happen um, mm-hmm. after he left Star Wars. Um, but everyone's talking like, oh, how excited are you for him to come back? And it's like, I don't know, man. Let's see what Jay Bayona's got up his sleeve. Like, we don't know. Like, maybe maybe the second movie's better than the first. Yeah, that's the, the hard time a lot of fans are having right now at this moment is some people love the movie, some people hated it, um, and some people just... They, they Maybe they like them the first movie, but they want to see a different direction. So it is kind of tough for a lot of people. I, my, for myself, am very excited to see this because, you know, maybe his hands were tied a little bit with trying to reboot a franchise, trying to stick to the script, essentially, do what they wanted. This time around, maybe he has a little bit more room for growth. So I, I'm really interested to see, plus bouncing off the direction that uh, Bayona goes with. Yeah, you never know. Um just depending on how the second movie goes, uh, I think that's when my opinion is going to fully form on whether or not I'm super excited for Colin Trevorrow to be back. Um, not saying I don't want him back, but, um, you know, who knows? Maybe I would rather have Bayona back for a third installment. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, this news actually came from EW.com. They got confirmation from Steven Spielberg, who's on the rounds for um, Ready Player One at the moment. And he actually said Colin Trevorrow is going to write and direct the third Jurassic World story. Um, So he is writing along with um, Emily Carmichael, who was announced recently. She did Pacific Rim Uprising, and uh, they're going to be working together. um, So that's pretty awesome. I haven't seen Uprising yet, um, but as far as like, you know, him coming back, I thought the first Jurassic World movie was was great. Um, You know, the first time I saw it, I didn't think it was necessarily what I wanted. But as time went on, um, I appreciated it more and more. And it's definitely up there. Well, I, I mean, up there, right? There's only four movies at this point, right? So, um, but I definitely put it up there with, you know, the feel of the original Spielberg movies. Yeah. Well, if you want to read more about this, there's not really a lot more to read, but head to the link in our show notes to find the article from EW.com. Next up, we have a lot of information uh, regarding Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, This past week, a lot of people got to, um, well, this actually dates back a little bit, a few weeks, but this past week, they got to release the footage of them playing through this game for a little while, Um, some interviews with Jeff Goldblum and uh, some of the content creators. So we got a lot of information here, and uh, why don't we just start off with the pre-order information right off? All right, great. Yeah, it looks like the base price is going to be $59.99, and that's for the base game. That's uh, U.S. dollars, and that's across uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and uh, Steam. Uh, There is a digital deluxe edition, which comes with some, uh, you know, other content. I'm assuming more like a season pass type situation. Uh, That's $64.99. That's across all uh, the three platforms. Uh, And there's some pretty cool pre-order bonuses. Yeah, this uh, even just the base games, you get this this like exclusive skin for the ACU helicopter uh, and the Ranger vehicle. So you, you get a Jeep and a helicopter there. But you also get, um, if you get the deluxe version, there's actually a lot more to it. There's five exclusive dinosaurs, that exclusive skin for the helicopter and the Ranger. And these dinosaurs, um, they look pretty cool so far. Yeah, I noticed on here that Styracosaurus is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Majungasaurus and um, is is kind of uh, 
we've seen it brought up in the Jurassic Park franchise before, so that's yeah. pretty neat. The Archeorno Ithomimus is a nice little callback to the uh, the banter that uh, Claire has with Owen yeah. uh, while Thank going to check out that. the Indominus. Yeah, no, because I, no I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> I mean, I can pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> and then we've got Crichtonosaurus, which uh, we were we were talking earlier. We were laughing. It, it says on the wiki that it's named for Michael Crichton, but it's kind of a lame looking dinosaur, which is too bad. <laughs> Yeah, and the Suchomimus, which is nice. So it's a good grouping of, of dinosaurs right there. Yeah, what's cool about the Suchomimus, uh, I believe that's the one that uh, has the paint job from the original promo art for the Jurassic World website. So that's a really cool nod, too. Yeah, so these deluxe editions, I guess, are acro- across all platforms there. So uh, really cool. And I've, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be going for this uh, deluxe edition. Yeah, I mean, it's only a few extra dollars and you get a bunch of extra stuff so why wouldn't you do it it's not like they're asking like another like 20 or 30 dollars yeah and um at least um in we got a lot of uh, uh footage from this game which is really really cool a lot of people playing through it we got a real um idea of how this game works a lot of people are saying it's you know so close to jurassic park operation genesis um and specifically we got to hear um you know, what's his name jeff goldblum talking as ian malcolm and I, the, what I got from it is that he is super snarky, as we expected, and um, it almost sounds like he's just he's just like being himself, reading a script. Maybe not necessarily even being Goldblum, but uh, at times you can definitely hear that influence. I just heard him being super snarky, like what could possibly go wrong, you know? But uh, that's what we expected. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it's. I mean, I, I wasn't even going to say it was important to necessarily have uh, a staple actor from the franchise be in the video game, but I think this just adds a little more, uh, not relevancy, but like just a little more uh, accreditation to the, to the game and, and uh, you know, and them trying to hit it home with the fans. But yeah, it definitely looks like Operation Genesis 2.0, which I have zero problem with. Um, everything down to like the tornadoes that really make no sense on an island um i don't think tornadoes form on islands i, I could be mistaken eh, who knows? Um, but uh, you know like it's not even it doesn't even look like a hurricane it literally just looks like a dirt tornado uh, that you might see like in in the midwest yeah but uh, uh so that's cool yeah and it looks like there's a lot of characters within this game you get to learn about them like uh cabot finch plays a big role in the first bit of the game at least he's like a public relations uh slash crisis management guy um later on you get to select divisions and you have like science entertainment security um it looks like dr kajal dua i, I don't know how to pronounce these don't 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 uh, quote me on these but isaac clement george lambert um so these are all people that are you know associated with those divisions and then once you add these characters it looks like there's actually a lot more to open up within the game so maybe we'll see some more familiar faces from the franchise that would be nice um we do get to hear the Jurassic Park music, which brings up an interesting point that a lot of people are wondering, like, how can we um, stream these and make money off of them, whether it's, you know, YouTube or however you're you're streaming your gaming? So that's a big question for a lot of people. Well, you should probably be able to turn off your music, I'd imagine. Most games have a slider for that, uh, you know, but, um, you know, that's that's on the developers. You know, yeah. that's, that's their, that's their, their call. Uh, yeah, it's their game. So... Um, in my opinion, and this is a total tangent, I think streaming has gotten a little bit, um, I'm not going to say out of control, but the idea that people feel an ownership to be able to stream, um, we have to remember that this is someone else's art that they allow you to make money off of. So mm-hmm. um, if they don't want you streaming it and you know what they're putting in the game makes it impossible, that's, that's on the developer and yeah. they have every right to do so. Yeah. 
Um, so we, like I said, we got a good look at what you can do. Um, there's actually a lot of nice touches, like you can drive around in those jeeps, you can fly those helicopters, and you do a lot of like tranking of the dinosaurs from like the helicopter or wherever you are, um, which was very cool. Um, and there's a lot of like photography in game. I know a lot of people were asking about that. You can like uh, take pictures of the dinosaurs, and the better picture that you get gets you more points within the game because you do need these uh, points or, or coins or whatever it was to like redeem your dinosaurs within the game, um, which is, 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 you know, expected. Um, you get to name the dinosaurs, the buildings, uh, each, and this is an interesting point here. Each island has a different time of day. Uh, I know a lot of people were maybe disappointed to hear that there's not a, a you know, a day-night cycle on each island, um, but it'll be interesting to kind of you know, rotate, I guess, back and forth between the different islands. What do you think on that? I did not realize that. I had only seen a little bit of the gameplay. That's mm. very weird to me. Um, I I guess it makes it so that you can differentiate between the islands a little bit, but mm. I really, that's just weird. Um, yeah. That's a weird decision. Uh, we'll see how it plays. Again, I'm assuming there's a, there's probably some kind of story mode involved in this, um, or at least some kind of campaign. Maybe it plays into the campaign a little bit. Um, you know, the fact that they're letting us build across the five different islands uh, is is different anyway um, than I you know than the last game. The last game you just you just built one island and it was it was you designed it yourself and um maybe this is just a different way to to give it some variation uh my critique with zoo tycoon was that it just felt small and uh like not too much going on and maybe this is their way of kind of expanding that game a little bit so we'll see um what i'm noticing here there's definitely a lot of uh jurassic park fan favorites like the cosmosaurus and the edmontosaurus um my favorites the gallimimus and i think the parasauralophus looks fantastic um, but we're getting a lot of dinosaurs that maybe there were Kenner toys of or there were mentions of in the movies or, um, you know, something like that. So it's definitely feels really fan servicey. not seeing the, um, you know, as far as like like skin colors, not seeing any kind of variations as far as that, like maybe match the toys or even match like other movies. Like we everyone was kind of hoping there'd be different raptors from each movie. Um, no announcement or proof of that quite yet. Um, I hope that comes in eventually. Even like the Raptors, I was talking to you earlier, the Raptors don't look reminiscent of any particular film. There's a green one that maybe looks like Charlie, but um, other than that, these Raptors just kind of look generic, if that sounds terrible, but they do. They look a little generic as far as color goes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of information, and I haven't, uh, you know, sifted through everything yet because all these different people all release different videos talking with developers and playing through. So they all kind of came across a lot of different information. Um, even though we got probably about 40 minutes or so from, like, each person, um, it's still, there's still, like, a world of a game, like, left over to explore and to uh, understand how it all works. And uh, hopefully there's more raptors or more uh, characters and stuff like that that we get to learn about. Um, but for now, head to our show notes, find the links for all this stuff, and uh, check it out. We have a look at some new uh, Mattel toys from uh, Jurassic Outpost's Facebook. They have a gallery on their Facebook page of all these different dinosaurs. They're basically exclusives from uh, Walmart and Toys R Us. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But uh, did you get a chance to look at these, Aaron? Yeah, I'm looking at them. I don't know if I necessarily think the there's like the dino damage ones, right? Or mm -hmm. is that what they're calling them? 
uh, yeah, officially. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's yeah, a, there's like the yeah. damage attack ones, and then there's uh, there's some new bigger ones coming through. I definitely think the bigger ones are way more attractive than the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, down to like I think the Ceratosaurus is phenomenal. I know that you don't necessarily uh, <laughs> like that dinosaur, but I think this toy Ceratosaurus looks amazing. Um, and I I think the the Gallimimus, because I'm always a sucker for a Gallimimus toy. Uh, I think it looks pretty good, but like, is maybe is this like a Protoceratops or something? I don't think that one looks great. This Herbarosaurus, I, I, I kind of disagree. Looks I, I like the the Protoceratops. I kind of like really? the dinosaur. It's it, it it harkens back to my childhood. I had a toy. I, I actually probably still have it sitting right next to me. But um, it, I had a Protoceratops, and I always loved that toy. So this kind of reminds me of that. You know, it's neat that. Um, we're getting one because we've never had one before but at the same time like I kind of wish it was the colors of the ones from the ride Um, Mm -hmm. that would have been really cool Uh, but you know that's not to say these are all bad like the Stiggy Moloch is great I think the Demetrodon is a little weird looking Um, I love it though that's another one I I had this this old Dimetrodon from my childhood and I just I've always wanted like some uh, awesome Dimetrodons in the new series and stuff like that so this will be good enough for me for now (laughs) I'd love to see Demetrodon in the actual movies I know yeah that'd be phenomenal Um, and then there's the big Ankylosaur which I'm actually really excited to get yeah you know i I actually really like this i think i passed on the uh, jurassic world versions um but this one looks really nice i like how it's packaged on its side so you get like a you know top down look at it um yeah there's a lot to go through here there's actually a velociraptor which is interesting looking i don't know if you got a close look at that but it's basically it's a destructosaur so i guess it uh comes with a, a bunch of these come with like a little crate kind of um steel crate with uh, a, dino- a smaller dinosaur which is blandly painted on most of them but that's fine they're small dinosaurs and then there's the big dinosaur like the velociraptor in this case um interesting paint job i don't hate it it is interesting yeah, I don't hate it either. Um, you're talking about the blue with like the yellow stripes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really neat. I it's think fun. yeah, it's it's a little disappointing that the small dinosaurs are basically just solid color molds. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cage aspect is is kind of cool. Um, I honestly was hoping that the toy lines were gonna actually, the toys would come in like cages. Uh, kind of like if you remember like street sharks from back in the day I was kind of <laughs> hoping that they might put these toy dinosaurs in cages just as packaging but uh, well you know that's not happening no but the uh, packaging but okay. sort of tries to replicate cages in a way there's like steel bars and such but it's not like you're talking about it's a bit different I think it would have been cool if they would have could have added uh, just a plastic mold like cage around it yeah um, but you know what that would have taken away from the actual uh, product itself you know having bars going across the animal. Um, you know, but like, there's, I'm still like, Steve, this Diggy Moloch looks fantastic. Yeah, it um, does. Hopefully, hopefully, most of these are Walmart exclusives um, <laughs> and not Toys R Us exclusives. Uh, you know, yeah. considering Toys R Us is, is heading out, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I like this stuff. If you want to check uh, check them out, uh, head to the link in our show notes. Lastly, here in the news, a little bit of a shout out to Vince Vaughn and Richard Kiley. Their birthdays were actually last week, but we kind of skipped over the news last week. Happy birthday to both of them. Also, this week, we do mourn the loss of Bob Peck, Robert Muldoon from Jurassic Park. He passed away on April 4th, back in 1999. Uh, You know, we poke fun a lot at Muldoon and his socks, of course. Uh, But really, let's take a moment to think about the great job that he actually did do in that film. Thanks, Bob. 
Oh, there it is. There it is. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. I'm Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back to another installment of the Jurassic Mailbag segment, this time for the month of April. And of course, as always, I'm joined by the ever-enthusiastic Jennifer Tarek, or otherwise known as Terex, uh, your dinosaur name. I, I'm Bradley Osaurus over here, and we're going to take you on a journey of emails, voicemails, voice memos, Twitter questions, all kinds of stuff. Jen, are you ready? Yeah. Good. Yes, I, I am. am. <laughs> I am pumped. Okay. Okay. You know what I thought of today? Coming in the car, somewhere. I was going somewhere. I don't know, but I was in the car and I thought, how we only have two more mailbags, and then the movie. Whoa. Really? Like two more. What, mo- what month this- did I just say it was? April. I don't think. I don't know if you said the month. Oh, yeah. This is April. Wow. Easy, right? April. April. You people better get your questions quick, because it, it books up. Oh, man. April is like apricots. Uh, like, I mean... Do they, they name it in April? It's also your hairdresser, you know? It is. It's a popular month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a great name. Great name for months, for humans, for a, a, uh, food, I guess. <laughs> uh, what is an apricot? Fruit? It's fruit. Okay. But no, it's apricot. Or apricot. Say apricot. Oh, oh, no. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> here we go again okay folks how do you say apricot i would or do you for sure apricot? i would definitely never say apricot i just did but in real life would never say that because this isn't real life um i, I would for <laughs> no, sure say apricot but also i would never say it because there's no need why would i ever say that word I don't know. Well, they have like them like in apricot rolls or nut rolls, you know. I use it in that term. <laughs> I don't even know what those are. So what? I just oh have gosh. normal rolls with there just has... bread. No, it's like a, a pastry. There has to be someone Polish listening to this podcast to say, yes, I know what a nut roll is. I know what an apricot roll is. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll never find out. Probably not, because <laughs> people stopped already. They're already gone. Off. Yeah. So that's a record. <laughs> okay, what month are we? We're a- April. April. And we have, April. like I said, a ton <laughs> of stuff. It's ridiculous. I don't have any idea what any of these questions are. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like even more blindsided than usual. So I don't know why, because I usually don't know what they are ever. But this time, I just feel even more blindsided. I Oh, all right. They only got only two more chances here to send in questions. Yeah. And that's it. Then we're we're cutting the mailbag off for good. That's it. Because we're gonna just not going to be alive anymore. <laughs> this is the end of if it. If we can make it through the next movie. I don't know. We'll see. But let's start off here with an email from our friend Aaron Beyer. He says, hey, Jen and Brad and all the Jurassic fans out there, it's Aaron Beyer. I don't really have anything Jurassic related to ask, so I thought I'd just write in and say hello. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Uh, Or, wait a minute. 
I do have something Jurassic related. For everybody out there, I recently had the opportunity to work on the 3D for Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, and I might even uh, have gotten to work on an old friend of ours. Go check it out. Okay, plug over. Hope you two are having a great evening, Aaron. Well, I was having a great evening until I realized how terrible my life is because that's <laughs> epic. <laughs> like, now I just feel terrible about my life. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he gets to work on some pretty awesome stuff. Ready Player One, uh, I don't know if you got the chance to see it. It literally, like, just came out yesterday. So <laughs> I've I heard I, about it. I did it's get to see it already. Um, it's awesome. I loved it. I mean, I, I read the book first, and I, I love the book, and the movie's a bit different here and there. But, um, uh, man, I mean, I guess it's, like, hard to t- – it's not really. I mean, it's everything's in the trailer so this scene that he's talking about, an old friend of ours, a big, stompy, roaring female dinosaur. <laughs> Does that give it away? <laughs> no, no, um, no one would have any idea. Yeah, so he, he worked on that. Uh, the 3D, I saw it in 3D in IMAX. The thing looked beautiful. Um, the whole movie looked awesome. I was just blown away. Like, I just, it was like so much fun. I don't know when the last time I had like that much fun. Maybe like Thor, I think probably. That was that was pretty fun. Um but yeah, man, thanks Aaron. That was pretty awesome. And yeah, I feel like we suck now that we're just sitting here talking in mics yep. and he's working on a movie for Steven Spielberg. Ugh. I I go through this every day in my head. It's another day here. But yep. good for you, Aaron. Same day. Enjoy your life. Different day. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Aaron, for depressing us on the first question. It wasn't even a question. You didn't even have anything to say other than showing off. <laughs> All right, moving on. So next up here, we have a voicemail from uh, uh, Yaroslav. So let's take a listen. Uh, um, oh, didn't start it from the question. beginning. Awesome, <laughs> you know. Professionals. Yeah, let me let me start it from the beginning. Hey guys, it's Yaroslav. Um, I have a question. Um, if uh, we were to see Sorna again in any future Jurassic films, um, what uh, site would you like to see again, like for the visitors or whoever's there uh, to stumble upon? I know in Jurassic World we're seeing a lot of uh, of the uh, old facilities from uh, the original Jurassic Park, like Visitor Center and um, well, I think that's about it, actually. But, um, yeah, if they ever went back to Sorna, what would you guys like to see? Um, I know a lot of people probably want to see the the Worker Village again. Um, but I was wondering, maybe you guys would be interested in seeing the aviary. Um, I personally want to see, like, the... Somehow, I don't know, you know, how they'd show it uh, since the trailers blew up. But if they got to the bottom of the cliff... And uh, they saw remains of the RV and stuff like that. That's kind of yeah. a, you know, a personal want for me for a long time. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just wondering what you guys would want to see if you care to uh, ever go that route in the future with the films. But anyway, uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, April's a good month. It's my birthday month. Um, we should be getting more drastic stuff, hopefully. Uh, well, yeah, actually, Mattel, because I was all the toys, so. Yee! Alright, guys. <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> he sounds just about as enthused <laughs> as we were trying to do before we we hit play. And that was us before that was, hitting play. Yeah, that was very accurate to how we how we're feeling right now. We we're trying um, so hard. But I did I did like that question though. That was actually pretty good. I don't think anybody's asked anything like that. Um, do you have anything that comes to mind? Uh, um, whales. I Wha- did you I, just say whales? <laughs> I don't want to see whales. You want to see I whales? Like, I would like <laughs> well, to see whales on Sorna. <laughs> I would like to see the whales, but in addition to the whales, I would like to see. Um, I like the aviary. I'm a big aviary fan. I don't know why, but I I am, and I would like to see the aviary again. Definitely, that would be really cool. I don't know how that would happen or what they're gonna do over there or what, mm. what story we're in, but um, yeah, I really like to see the aviary for some reason. Yeah, uh, I think it was just kind of like visually like a really cool scene, uh, something that looked awesome. And at this point, you could just see how torn apart it is, and uh, you know, see what's left in there. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think the whole thing is just a really cool visual thing that I like. Yeah. Why am I on this podcast? Well, I, <laughs> I literally just said the exact same thing. Very cool visual thing. <laughs> why am I? Why are we on this? Yeah, it's a better question. Um, I I think. Uh, I mean, it. it mm, okay. Wanna, Let me think. I want to see the whales. I want to see the whales. I want to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, as soon as he started talking about this, I was like, I want to see like the, the spot where the trailers went over the cliff. Like, so, and he of course brought it up. Um, I don't want to copy it too much, but that would be so awesome to see like the destruction if possible, like down below. I don't know how feasible that would be after this many years. Um, but that would be something really cool to see. I, I would also like to kind of, um, revisit, not anywhere in particular, but the Redwood style of, of Sorna, because I felt like that was, uh, our, that was obviously like our first glance at, at Sorna was, was like in the, yeah, a few minutes into the movie, obviously, but, um, when they're in the Redwood area kind of forest and it was very cool to see them kind of traversing through there and walking through there. I would like to see something like that again because it was so different than the rest of the jungle. And then it made you question like, oh my God, how is this here? Why is this atmosphere or environment here on this island? It's very strange, but um, I would kind of like to see that again. Um. So, <coughs> all right. You're good. Um, so... You got it. <laughs> so Jurassic 3 and Lost World were on the same island, right? Yeah. Okay. So that would have been cool if 3, they would have stumbled upon some Lost World stuff. Because that would have tied yeah. that. And then in this, in whatever one in the future, if they were to stumble across stuff from both films, that would be kind of neat. Yeah, it would, would kind of like tie things together a little bit because everybody does have that separation between those two movies because there are they are so drastically different. Like it, it's jungly in Jurassic Park 3 and then it's more like Californian Redwood like out in, in uh, Sorna on uh, The Lost World. So it's very confusing. Why is it like that? And everybody kind of assumes like, well, Sorna is huge. So 
maybe there was two different um, environments, you know, on one end or the top or the bottom or whatever side, you know. So that's really like what people assume. But it would be kind of nice to tie those two things together, maybe have an explanation for that. And even some of the Mizrani, you know, stuff behind the scenes is kind of like talked about, you know, um, reproducing uh, flowers and stuff like that. So maybe there's a chance that that's what happened. Um, but uh <laughs> That's what I would pick. I would think I'd pick the redwood stuff because I want to see something different than just straight jungle. And what's cool with Jurassic is they do stick to their own timeline for the most part, except recent, lost a year somehow. But they they do stick to their time. So for them to go back now and to have pieces and see pieces of the old parks, they've already done that once, which I applaud them. That's excellent touch to do on on the Jurassic World here. But if they move on and continue doing that, that's that's something so unique to them, and they can still get away with it because their time frames match with time, and it, it makes it real grounded in in reality. And and people would I would love that. I think that's so cool. And they have that. They some movies you could do it and be like mm, I don't know, but with Jurassic, it totally makes sense with the way that they're set up. Yeah, so that would they, that'd be a missed opportunity if they don't do that actually. And the the DPG stuff that's been going on recently, they've talked about where these dinosaurs came from. They talked about moving them from Sorna to uh, Nublar. So, I mean, there's a chance that whatever was there was just kind of like left in ruin and or knocked down. I don't really know, but um, there's a chance that nothing was ever touched, you know? So it could look just as old and decrepit and, and just like terrible still, um, kind of like the Visitor Center did uh, or even any of those facilities really from the Lost World or Jurassic Park 3. They were all in ruin and, and they looked fantastic. There could be a good chance they do visit that, if not in this one, the next one, because um, they are mentioning that they are like reminding the audience that it exists and they're kind of putting places on this was from here. This happened. We did this this way. So they're not just forgetting about it. They're kind of reintroducing it a little bit through this stuff. So, I mean, I could it's possible they could go back there and kind of do both islands at some point here. I would love it. I, 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 I hope we have the chance. So. Uh, I think those are our picks. Thank you, uh, Yaroslav. That was an awesome question. Uh, let's move on. This one is uh, from Sean. He actually filled out the contact form on our website. Uh, so this message says, Hi there, longtime listener, first-time commenter. Firstly, your podcast is great, and keep up the good work uh, on the content. And you're the – oh, my God. Here we go. You know? Oh, no. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> this actually I don't think this is my fault. It says keep up the good work, work the content you and your team produce. So I, I get it. There's just two works there. It really confused me. Um <laughs> next up it says I would like to know what your thoughts are on Isla Nublar website map, which has been updated since the recent trailer. There is a section to the far right of the map, the map that shows the old T Rex paddock from the original movie. As this, the old visitor center are now visible on the map. Do you think that these areas will have a significant role in the movie prior to Nublar going bang with the volcano eruption? <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Sean. Um, good question. Uh, oh, so let's see. Do you have any thoughts? Have you checked out any of the recent updates to like JurassicWorld.com and all that? Or, or the, um, more so the, I guess, the Nublar end of it? Wheels, whales. Whales? I just, 
I'm just counting my minutes on this podcast because no, I'm a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible fan who does not deserve to be on this. No, why would I check out a map on the website of something that I talk about every month? Why would I do no, that? No reason. Because it makes the mailbag better. But when I you can don't. now. <laughs> I can go there now and see what I'm missing. Oh, I am I am visiting it as we speak. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Um, let me I'm see. I'm a pro. So, this is a cool design. This is a cool website design. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, so wait, if you what? go to the Isla Nublar up on the top in the white bar, you can click on that and it brings you to um, like the the old park map. Oh, not old, but uh, Jurassic World style park map. Um, and I, I don't remember for the life of me, but I feel like the T-Rex paddock was on there before, but maybe not. Um Oh, oh we have cool. we, we have like an, a little icon for the visitor center. It says destroyed. Uh, Dr. John Hammond's original park flickered to life 25 plus years ago. Um, and then let's see the T-Rex paddock says original T-Rex paddock destroyed. The largest enclosure in the original Jurassic Park was built to safely enclose and display an adult and juvenile T-Rex. So that's a nice little touch there. Uh, it displayed an adult, which we assume, right, is the the one from the movie, and a juvenile. So we we didn't see anything about a juvenile. Um, and when I say destroyed, everything on this website says destroyed. <laughs> Literally every every uh, prior like Jurassic World uh, show, mm-hmm. like in T Rex Kingdom. Uh, the Mosasaurus show, Cretaceous cru- Cruise, blah, 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 everything, Gyrosphere, all the paddocks, everything says destroyed. Now, this website was, like, updated by the DPG. I guess they kind of, like, hacked into it and changed it and uh, made it more relevant to what it's like now. Um, so it's interesting. And I Very think cool. I think it helps to explain a lot um, because – we get to see the layout a little bit better. And and I think the movie was sort of confusing um, for some people as to where the visitor center actually was. Um, because if you look at it in this map, it's surrounded by a, um, a monorail line, actually. So far enough away where you probably would not notice it hidden in the, in the jungle. But uh, it is surrounded by a gyrosphere line. And there is the, um, what do you call it, the restricted center or center uh, area <laughs> line. Like you can see the fence Zone. line. Zone, yeah, is it a zone? I think um, it's a zone. Um, so you can see that line like up top. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be confusing for some people, um, because like the kids went into the restricted area and then after that they got into the visitor center. So mm. it's confusing to some, but if you watch like the behind the scenes and or deleted scenes, you actually see them like traversing quite a bit after that jump off the waterfall. Um, so they kind of just traverse their way back to the visitor center. Um, but um, what, 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 what even was the question now? <laughs> I just talked I for know. way too long. Um, I'm so, yeah, playing we just with talked about the because website because it's awesome. I'm a pro who's been here before. Yeah. Nope. So, it's, so this is neat. I mean, I got to appreciate this web design. Wow. I uh, and, cool. and his second question was, do we think that these like areas will play into the next movie? Um, like, you know, I don't know. Like the T-Rex paddock. I See, now the last question, uh, Yaroslav's question, uh, that would be something I would love to see 
in in a next movie or the third movie here um, would be the T-Rex paddock. I think that would be such an awesome scene to revisit. You know, there's not much. It would just be like a crumbled hut. There would be like a broken fence and, you know, if it was like crazy enough to just leave the vehicle on top, like the one that was actually like not touched, uh, that would be weird. I don't think they would do that, but who knows? Um, the, well, obviously, the vehicle is left at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so we are seeing the bottom portion, but I right. want to see the top. Like, I still want to see might, up there. Though. The fact that they're even going there, that they're even going to that point, I know. is really, really, really good and telling because they could have done that anywhere. They could have had that moment absolutely anywhere on that island, yeah. anywhere in a tree, in a bush, like literally anywhere in the world. But they chose to revisit a classic piece of history there. So I don't see why they wouldn't maybe touch the rest of the paddock above it or or literally anywhere. I mean, that's that's so cool. And I'm looking at this map for the first time in my life. And <laughs> it's really funny that the only place where there's trees besides the botanical gardens down there is where the old visitor center was. So... I don't know why I find that funny, probably because I've had too much coffee by now, but I find that really funny that the visitor center is just covered. Yeah. The only patch of trees they left on this whole island was just for that. Like, why clean it up? Just leave the trees, cover it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's a whole lot of questions, but um, at least for the T-Rex paddock, it would be cool if we could see the top because... For instance, like in Jurassic Park, the the Jeep with Muldoon and Ellie pulls up next to, you know, the the, the, uh, Ford Explorer up top. And then they find their way down the ravine somehow around the side or something. Um, So I guess there could be a chance like Owen has to do the same path like to get down there. That would be interesting. But yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like we'll probably only see the bottom. Um, which is fine. I'm, I'm totally cool with that because as soon as that Mark Engler poster came out, like in 2015, it replicated what we wanted to see. Like we saw that Raptor on top of the, the old tour vehicle with like building Jurassic world in the background. So everybody's like, this scene's going to come to life in this movie in Jurassic world. It's going to be awesome. It obviously never happened, but now it is. It's so yeah, cool. So it is. We're getting that. As far as the old visitor center, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see it again. Uh, uh, maybe a little, a little cue could be the fact that um, if you listen to the Michael Giacchino stuff that was just recently released on Twitter, um, uh, I forget who did it because Bayona was releasing stuff, Giacchino was releasing stuff. One of those uh, little audio cues from the studio as they're recording the soundtrack was actually the same music that was used in the scene in Jurassic World for the uh, old visitor center. So they're kind of mm-hmm. like repurposing some of the music because they did, um, what do you call it, the uh, As the Jurassic World Turns, which was used um, in the helicopter scenes in Jurassic World. And then there was a brand new theme, which we've never heard, and then the visitor center theme. So that that could be revisiting, maybe. Or maybe it's just like a legacy theme where they'll revisit some other you know location like maybe that's the theme that they use at the tour vehicle but at least if you're comparing it to what we've already heard it was used in a visitor center so maybe there's a chance i mean they have the original t-rex paddock on here which is pretty cool and it's pretty far from the visitor center i think i knew that but it's way on the other other side of the island there. oh yeah 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 that that whole path that they originally took was pretty long 
And I, I have to laugh at the bathrooms being destroyed. It says restrooms destroyed. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Off the e- rails. Even even there's a there's a Barbasol can and it says destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> Get to know Jurassic World's number one shaving cream brand. Destroyed. <laughs> um, so that one first can. aid yeah. destroyed. Oh my. Oh, that was yeah. a great Info question. Info destroyed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I should never have went here. Okay. You shouldn't have, yeah. You Where just are we? You, you ruined it. Um, I did. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last time if you keep asking me back. <laughs> oh, you're going to be here. You're stuck. So oh we'll move on. Thank you, Sean. Uh, this next one is a voicemail from Blake. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Hello, this is Blake Yannick from Fayetteville, Arkansas, and holy Heratosaurus. <laughs> These Mattel figures have me so freaking pumped. I I haven't been this excited since 97, when I was four years old, when Jurassic World came out. I, I was born three days after the release of the original Jurassic Park. And, oh, my God, these... They, these toys, just looking at them, have taken 20 years off my life. I feel like a child again. Jeez. Um, oh, goodness. So, to begin with, I was curious about your guys' favorite new and old versions of said toys. I am very excited about the Baryonyx. I think the paint job is incredible on that one. And as far as old, and I know this might be controversial, because the paint job's not my favorite, but I really want to get my hands on that Stegosaurus. It, I think that looks great. And, of course, the giant Tyrannosaurus. Ah, uh, I'm shaking just thinking about it, practically. But Oh, man. Oh, oh, goodness, I'm excited. Anyway, so what... Okay, so besides the excitement and uh, just that in general, uh, as far as the film is considered, here's a question. And I know that you've discussed this on the podcast before, and I, I have seen it on their Dinosaur uh, Protection Group website, but I really hope, really hope that they mention Site B. And if so, do you think that uh, those the incidents in San, from, uh, San Diego will have any consequence on the, um, you know, what's happening now? Uh, probably not. I don't know how that would exactly tie in or if that made any sense. I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm just... Staring right now at these action figures in my mouth this is, this is, is the watering, man. so it's getting difficult to speak. I'm gonna <laughs> let you all go. Love the podcast, and uh, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> oh, I love him. His mouth is watering, and it's getting hard to speak. I understand yeah. this. This is the right place. This is the place to do that. The perfect. Don't do that spot. anywhere else. Do it here <laughs> because that's what we operate. <laughs> that's what we offer to this community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. Like I am so excited for these toys. Um, there are so many great things out there. Uh, we yeah, we've definitely talked about things like this. And and uh, Jen, do you have like a, a favorite one? I know you've maybe mentioned uh, I forget what it was, but maybe it's changed. It's been of a month. Toys? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I had to buy like six more pairs of pants because I've been peeing every day in my <laughs> pants over these things. <laughs> They're epic. Um, there's, there's so much that I want that I'm going to go bankrupt. I know the, the big Mosasaurus is amazing. That huge T-Rex is so cool. I love the little Stiggy guy. That's mm-hmm. cute. I, I like him in the plushie too. He's really cute. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, of course, all the figures, the, the, the remote gyrosphere stuff. And you could just buy everything and recreate the whole movie. That's my plan. 
I'm just gonna buy it all and redo it. Just have the gyrosphere go off a cliff into my into my pole or something. Like it's gonna be <laughs> epic. I'm gonna create my own film. Anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm so excited for everything. All the yeah. Claire stuff. All the Claire stuff. The Barbies. The the everything. Oh my gosh. Ping. Need new pants. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good right now. Give me a few minutes, maybe. But uh, that Baryonyx, like you said, that thing's incredible. I, I love the paint job on it. It looks so, so good. Um, I need that Carnotaurus. Um, now, if you're comparing it to the old one, like like you had mentioned there, the, the Stegosaurus, um, the Carnotaurus, like, they had, like, the demon Carnotaur, like, back in the day. Uh, and I think it was Wave 2 uh, of the Jurassic Park line. So that thing, like, everybody loves that thing. It's so rare and expensive now. But, like, compare that to what we're getting now, and it's, like, it almost looks like cheap garbage. Because the one that we're getting now looks incredible and more realistic. The other one looked like a cartoon. It was it's so, so, so cartoony. Um, and I guess you could sort of say that about, like, um, close your ears. Shh, 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 shh. Don't listen. Uh, the, the, uh, the Red Rex. Um, I didn't want her to hear, so she's right above me. Um, she's gonna attack you now. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, you know, it's it's not like the realistic version that we saw in the movie. It's more like kind of cartoony in a way. Um, so I don't know. I kind of like the realism that these toys are, are taking this time around. It's so awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna be a struggle because like. I want to buy everything. I'm not going to be able to buy everything all at once, but if I'm standing in that store and there's like a bunch of different pieces, it's going to be a real struggle. I'm going to be standing there for like hours, I think. See, I I'm not big into toys when I was little. I didn't I kind of missed that boat, but I hear a lot from people around the community a lot, a lot. Ever since I even came online and was involved here, I know the Red Rex is a big thing for people and for that to, that always was the standard like oh it's never gonna be that rex it's never gonna be up to yeah. there we're still not up to there but now now for you to say hey wait a sec like maybe with all the nostalgia and everything like maybe you know even with all that accounted for we might be in a good spot like we might rival that and so that alone speaks volumes because i've heard that a couple times from people saying well this is actually better than what i thought i could get better than the, the red rex better than all this and that's the highest compliment i think it can get because i know that's that's been a standard for a long time in the yeah. fandom well whether they're better or not like it's hard to say at this point but it, even if you can talk about that that's that is saying something like even if you can compare them at all um and there it's it's not going to be possible i don't think for me like to, to say like i like this new one better than my red rex it's not possible because I just have so many memories. I love that thing so, so much. I think it's awesome and beautiful and just such a cool toy. And and I think the real feel skin has something to do with that. And it, you're not going to really touch that on this new stuff. Um, there's maybe like one one or two pieces I think that have real feel-ish. Um, I feel like it's more like the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Bull T-Rex, which is more of a plasticky uh, than the rubbery. Um, but... 
yeah, I don't know. I am so excited for that stuff. Can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, the gonna... quality is ridiculous. But I honestly, I think I saw a few people already get the Baryonyx from Toys yeah. R Us. Yeah, some of the stuff uh, has been up. finding its way out onto the shelves. It's, you know, not due until April 16th, but it's been out there. So you guys got to, like, double check. I've been calling, like, Toys R Us, like, finding out, hey, hey do you guys have this stuff? And I got I got the runaround a few times. One I've gone to... Uh, two different ones. They didn't have anything. I called. Yeah. I called one, and, and they're like, uh, "Call back tomorrow morning." And so I called back in the afternoon, and they're like, "Yeah, we have all, only thing we've ever had. It, it's in the front." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I was there yesterday. I didn't see anything, so I don't know what you're talking about." Um, the other one I went to had nothing. I called like two other places. They didn't have anything. I have to call it again tomorrow because apparently the truck's coming in. So uh, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe by the time oh, yeah. this airs, maybe I'll have some in my hands. That would be awesome. Um, not expecting it because it's kind of hit or miss at the moment. I know. Those people who are fine them are lucky because I, I want some mine, right? And I go to the customer service, and I really think the person behind that desk was like a random person that just found a shirt in the back and just sat down. I don't even think they knew they were working at Toys R Us. They probably thought they were at Pizza Hut or something. It, it's they're very, tough. very confused. And it's very tough at the moment yes, because like didn't even... they're they're – they're out of a job like that's that's it you know like they have to work there but they know that their job is ending <coughs> like so it's a really tough position for them to be in in a way yeah they they didn't know i the, i i asked and, and they were like no what all we have we might be getting we had, they, they were talking about like how they have stuff that's already bought and in the warehouse that hasn't been delivered to the store yet and they're like we can't check that we can only check what's in store mm-hmm. and um and i'm thinking well that's stupid i wish you could check what was coming in at least i mean how do you not know what's coming in yeah. but yeah i don't know i don't know what to do i'm not getting nothing targets nothing there's nothing in pittsburgh like they forgot <laughs> Jurassic exists we got nothing <laughs> same here my my local target for any kind of toys has always been very you know skimpy like there's not really much of anything um, you know, everybody's finding like paper plates and party supplies yeah. and Doritos and Dr. Peppers and Oh, I got the Dr. Pepper. I got I nothing. Did get that. Nothing. You know though, I went I went to my I think people are finding it in Target too, but I got it at Walmart and they actually didn't have the diet switched over. They just had the regular and even then it was mixed in with old boxes. So they must like yeah. just put it out. Just hmm. put it out when I went. Yeah, I think but everybody I like the the Dr. Pepper like you know, sales have been boosted like quite a bit because everybody's like, I'm bu- I gotta buy any of them. It's kind of like with that scene from like Willy Wonka where everybody's like opening the Wonka bars trying to find the golden tickets and we're just yes. like trying to find the cans. Even if it's like a, like you said, like a standard diet Dr. Pepper container that has nothing drastic on it. You rip it open. You're like, yes, I got the golden <laughs> ticket. It's there. I know. It's got oh, a T-Rex God. on it. I was just so excited to see my babe on a box that yeah. other people see because, <laughs> I mean, look at this. Past past experience has shown that it's usually dinosaurs 90% of the time and then Chris Pratt the rest of the percent of the time, even on theater signs, just everywhere. And for my babe to be on a box this time that people actually see. Like, she's not even on the toy box, like the toy um, yeah, packaging. <sighs> she's not even on there at all. She's annoying. not on anything. She's not on the Doritos. Well, dinosaurs are on the Doritos. But, I mean, all the products, everything, she's not on anything. She's on a Dr. Pepper box. I am so proud. I was so excited. <laughs> I was, like, turning them all so it's facing, like, the aisle so people could yeah. see it. I was so proud of that. I'm so excited. That's 
one. Yes. You know, <laughs> one I, thing. I don't know. I haven't seen any, but right now I have um, these, uh, you know, like the old Coke bottle, kind of like the bottle, like the glass bottle. Like I have yeah. Dr. Pepper versions uh, from 2008 when Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of, uh, of the Crystal Skull came out. So I have like, oh my God, way too many of those. I have way too many. And they're all sitting like behind me on the shelf. And they all have like the artwork and, and Indiana Jones all over them and stuff like that. So I want bottles like the glass bottles for this mm -hmm. movie and those are dr pepper too so i would think like maybe they would do that so you gotta make i'm gonna try to find like a place that sells like the glass ones because they don't really have those at like target or somewhere else you gotta kind of go to like a specialty place to find those um so i'm hoping maybe there's something out there I just saw mine. Mine didn't have it yet. They still had the old bottles, but even like the two liters, people took pictures of them with the logo, the dinosaurs on them, the two yeah. liters, and literally all we had was just the red box and yeah. just maybe a couple because they still had a lot of the old boxes. But I didn't even open my box yet, so I don't know what dinosaurs I have in my cans. I know that I'm gonna have to like be like a surgeon and be very careful opening this box. It's probably gonna take me like a day to just carefully not hurt the box when I take the cans out. <laughs> See, this doesn't thrill me that much, like the, the cans and the box, really. Uh, like if, if there was the, the, um, the glass bottles, I would be into that because they come with like that, almost like the beer carrier case in a way. Um, that's what I want. But the cans don't really excite me too much because no. I, I can't really, I don't want to save the cans. I don't know. No, the cans, cans don't different. excite me. The box excites me. Yeah. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to hurt it. If it was up to me, I'd never open it. But mom's like, when are I drink this pop? And I'm like, well, I got to open it. She's like, can I open it? I'm like, no, wait, I will open it. Just taunting everybody. <laughs> I'm just, she's like, can I drink this yet? Nope. And I'm like, wait, wait, I got to, I got to take a moment, take it some time, get my toes out, like carefully dissect the box because I don't care what happens to the cans really. But I I don't want my box to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the uh, let me let's move on to the second point. Here was about like, do we think we're gonna hear about like San Diego and those kind of consequences from the film? Um, mm. I say maybe. I feel like if that if they're gonna reference Ian Malcolm and and he's gonna like kind of be in a courtroom, maybe that'll come up in some way. Maybe it'll talk about you know when you were out in San Diego, you know what do you, what happened there, blah blah blah. Um, I think maybe they could mention it. That would be kind of interesting. I don't know how many consequences it would have from that moment, but it would be nice to kind of hear them reference it and maybe any of the tragedies in that courtroom scene. I think, like I said before, and this goes well with what we've been saying, that I think Jurassic's in a really cool place that they really can connect and intersect things so well. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did mention San Diego and they did mention the other, the Sorna stuff, and, and they maybe visit that or at least have something because they're so, they have the freedom to do that completely. And it yeah. wouldn't seem out of character or weird or like a plug or anything. It would just be a natural flow. And they, they they are in that place where they could really do anything like that. They can flow it all together, and especially bringing back the older people and throwing them in there. Um, they they have the freedom to literally just intersect every movie they want, connect anything they want, and what what a good place to be in. Because I don't think a lot of movies can get away with it no, that well. Not really. Yeah, it, there's a few select franchises that can do that sort of thing, but uh, you know, I guess we're one of them, so that, that's nice. Yeah. 
Um, let's move on here. Thank you, Blake. Uh, this next one is an email from Arjun. So it says, hi, Brad and Jen. Here are two questions for you. Number one, what's the weirdest thing you ever heard or read a fan complain about on one of the Jurassic films? Number two, what's the most surprising fact, something you never noticed until a fellow fan pointed it out? Have you uh, – you have ever heard in a sequence uh, – I'm going to skip that part because I already screwed it up. Um, next next thing, have fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is how it is, you know? That's um, how it goes. So what's the weirdest thing somebody complained about and what's the most surprising fact you never noticed until somebody pointed it out? Wow. That's a really, 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 really good question, both of them. I feel like I should I, I need like minutes to figure this out. That's a really good one. What's the, there's been a lot, hasn't there? Weird weird things that people, people complain about absolutely everything. So take your pick. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean totally. Um, weirdest thing. So many things. Everything. Can everything be my choice? Yeah, because do they, it. There's everything. So many now you have things. to set you have to list every point everything. though. Everything. Okay, the weirdest thing, I guess the thing that bugs me, is the complaints about, I don't know why this is sticking out in my head, there's probably a lot more than this, but the thing that's sticking out in my head is the complaints of the um, Spinosaurus fossil skeleton thing that the T-Rex crashes through. Mm -hmm. There's so much complaining on that, and I think that's cool because it's a throwback, it's probably a fake fossil skeleton anyway because everything on Main Street's like fake and reproduced, and that's the point. So I I, I get irked with complaints i guess about that because it's just for fun it was meant for fun and people just complain about it there's so many things oh my gosh can i just put jurassic world under that umbrella (laughs) of ridiculous complaints because there's so many i know yeah jurassic world had a lot that people complained about um one of the things that stands out for me is like uh the the tint of of the movie a lot of people complain about like it being too blue and i'm just like "Eh, whatever you know who cares? It's it's not a it's not a big deal overall. Like it, it's not really ruining my enjoyment of the movie. I know maybe for some people it is, but uh, I'm okay with the movies looking different. You know, we're in a different time period. Everything's kind of updated, uh, and they chose to go this route with the style of it. And yeah, maybe if you put them side to side, they definitely look different. But who's who's doing that? Are you watching two TVs? With one of them has Jurassic Park, the other one has Jurassic World. They probably are. Is it really people. is it really messing with your eyes that much going from one like if you're watching like a marathon? I I don't know. I I just don't get that complaint really. Uh, I I understand if you don't like it being blue, I guess, but it just kind of bugs me too. Um, I got so that's two mine. more really quick. Oh, Claire's heels. Can I just throw that in oh, there? Oh yeah, I was wondering given. if that would get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so defaulted by now. I don't even know why I bother. But yeah, that those complaints are absolutely ridiculous. And then Zara's death is complaints annoy me as well because yeah, dinosaurs don't care who you are. They're gonna eat you regardless, and you don't mm-hmm. need to deserve a death. I mean, you just do. You just die or not. Those that complaints one, bother me. That one was has always bugged me. Like, yeah. like everybody talks about how you have to deserve your death. It has to yeah. pay off in some way. <sighs> and I, I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to follow this weird rule that you you came up with, or, or you know, some filmmaker came up with a long time ago that says everything must pay off. Like, yes, it doesn't have that's, to. And that's dinosaurs, what's hurting. yeah, dinosaurs, yeah. like you said, do not care. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna think, oh, that guy's a bad guy. I should eat him. They don't they don't that, care. They don't see that. That mentality has actually been hurting this movie in so many ways because mm -hmm. that's what people hate about Claire because they're like, oh, she's a terrible character. Why didn't she get eaten? Why didn't yeah. she die? Like she should have died. She's a she's a bad person. And I'm like, well, why should that warrant anything? I mean, that doesn't make sense. It, it, it shouldn't matter who you are, what you do, or how you act, if you die or not. Like, you, sh you don't deserve to die or not deserve. It's just what happens. It's just the dinosaurs eat you or not. Yeah. That, that bothers me, those complaints. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, do you have anything that surprised you that anybody else pointed out? Oh, probably. Probably so many things. That's a tough one to, to pull out real quick. Um. Well, didn't we have a question about this once before? Oh, I think Amy might have asked it, or Veronica, one of those two. Maybe, asked yeah. Us, I think I think something um, along these lines. What? Yeah. What? What did you? What were you surprised to find out like years later? And I know my answer was that the the video Nedry's watching of the guy in the uh, rain, that that's a recorded video, and you could see the thing like going across playing the video. Mm -hmm. I never noticed that before until someone told me, and then now I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and. I may have said this on that episode too, but like there, were, I, I didn't mention specifically which scene, but there's like a scene where like uh, one of the dinosaurs kind of crosses a threshold that it shouldn't. It kind of like breaks through like uh, something else that was already there. And I, I won't like point it out because I don't want people to like see it and be like, oh, it ruined it for me. Like I, <laughs> you know, but like there is a scene like that where the CGI kind of breaks through something else that it shouldn't have. Um, and that was not anything that i noticed before so uh, well, that's my pick i do have one like i guess this we were going more with technical things but story-wise if there are questions more about story-wise i have to say after i saw jurassic world and I, I mean you pick up a lot of the references to the original but then i remember going on my phone or computer or whatever and seeing a list of comparisons of um, like paying homage or whatever to Jurassic Park and this mirrored scenes and just all this stuff. And when I was going through that list, that was some stuff I never noticed before. And that was like mm -hmm. blowing my mind. Now it's common knowledge to everybody, all that stuff. But first viewing, you don't pick up on every single thing. I remember going through that list right after and seeing all that. And that, that was big for me. That was really, really cool. So yeah. that I guess that could count story wise. I yeah, I love those those like Easter egg lists. It's always yeah. fun to kind of read them after any movie. And yeah. um, like one like Ready Player One, like I just saw, like there was like Easter eggs literally every second of that movie. So that one that one's gonna be a fun one once everybody <laughs> kind of dives into it. Um, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, but uh, thanks, Arjun. That was awesome. Uh, let's move over to uh, another voicemail. This yeah. is from Philip. Uh, ready. Uh, hey, it's Philip, uh, otherwise known as Scorpiodina16 on Twitter. I just don't want you guys to keep saying that extremely long name. <laughs> uh, I hope you're doing well. And <clears throat> I wanted to, I wanted to try my luck at something. Well, not really, not, I don't know. Uh, I wanted to try something. Uh, Jen was given the dinosaur name, uh, Terex in the last episode, yes. or like a couple episodes ago. And, I, I don't know about that one. You know, I'm a bit of a paleontology nerd. I want to study paleontology when I get older. So I think I can help you get a far better dinosaur name. Hmm. Because Ooh. dinosaur names are made with, like, a mix of Greek and Latin or something like that. So I, I could only think of one for Brad. You know, I think Brad Kiosaurus is fine right now or whatever it is. But Terex, one thing is, okay, it's, it's catchy. It kind of rhymes with T-Rex, but... 
there is a Star Wars character named Terex, and I know that Jen doesn't oh, like Star Wars that much. Thank you, Philip. So you don't want that name. Thank uh, you, Philip. I have, I have a better one. Uh, <laughs> it's very stupid, though. Barbie Venator. You, you said you'd hunt down, like, you know, three of the Jurassic World Claire Barbies in case any, <laughs> in case anything happens to one, like an earthquake. So Barbie is the first part, and Venator is the second, and Venator means hunter in dinosaur names, so you are the Barbie hunter. I, I think it's kind of catchy. <laughs> not, not to toot my own horn or anything, but. <laughs> So, uh, I hope you like the name. I've been loving the new mailbags. I love what they've become. <laughs> it's so funny and so great. You guys are the best. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> See ya. Oh, man. Okay, so I appreciate the understanding of the Star Wars reference that obviously I did not know. And so I appreciate saving me from that. And I do, I do want to hunt those Barbies down, earthquake or not. So that's valid. <laughs> that's funny. You know, Boy, I, I, I appreciate I that feel, Star Wars thing. I feel real bad right now because I, I consider myself now. a huge Star Wars fan, and I've never heard that before. Um, so I just looked it up as he mentioned it. Um, apparently, there's a character named Terex in uh, a Poe Dameron comic. Um, so I, I didn't read that comic, unfortunately. The co- There's like an insane amount of Star Wars comics that are impossible to keep up with, I feel like, unless you have, like, one of those, like, uh, reading services that get you all the comics or whatever. Um, but, man, I, I'm I'm kind of more blown away by that. I'm kind of, like, sitting here like, man, I feel like I, I messed up as a Star Wars fan. What am I, I doing? I just, feel, I just feel, like, dirty and <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but I, I was there for, like, weeks. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, it's not. I'm not. I'm not losing it. I still think it's pretty good. Um, but I, I like. It, it was just. Good. He's also like. Oh, Bradley source. That's fine. We don't need. That's. Don't, who cares? That's. That's a good one. Like, <laughs> thanks, man. Thank you for putting in the effort. But he's like, here. Let me search the cosmos <laughs> for one for Jen to save her from Star Wars. Yeah. Ugh. And then he took my what we said in that last podcast, or maybe one before. I don't know about me rescuing, wanting all the Barbies just in case of an earthquake or natural disaster, which is a valid point. Yeah. So I mean, he's really that's paying attention. A, <laughs> something <laughs> that's epic. Yeah. Oh, oh God! Well, thank you, Philip. Uh, I'll try not to say your full uh, Twitter name or whatever social media it's from. Um, but it's really not wasting that much time. I mean, our our last episode I think was like two hours, so maybe that was the cause. But uh, I don't think so. Um, this next one is an email from Luke, uh, and here we go. I'm probably going to mess this up, but I'm going to read it anyway. Do you believe the Velociraptor in the maintenance shed had no immediate intention of killing Ellie and was in fact playing uh, with her, taunting her, maybe even manipulating her? I'm not developed. uh, I have not developed my theory as far as to why yet. But if you consider the fact that we've seen in later films, number three and Jurassic World, how swiftly these things can move, uh, we've seen how easily they can take down big game hunters, mercenaries, and soldiers, it's hard to believe that the one in the maintenance shed was unable to catch Ellie. It's even more questionable if you consider the fact that she twisted her ankle and was running with a limp. The last time we saw the raptor pursuing Ellie, it was somewhat casually walking. (laughs) 
Uh, we know from Crichton's Jurassic Park novel, the raptors do indeed play games to mess with the humans, and it is actually Ellie who draws them out. So if this were the case here, what could the raptors' end game be? Was it protecting something in the maintenance shed? Eggs? Or perhaps Arnold's remains? It may have still been feasting on? Uh, or perhaps it was pushing Ellie back into the park? Maybe with the intentions uh, where it would see uh, where Ellie would lead them, maybe to more humans. Ultimately, she did. Um, so that was the email there from Luke, which huh. brings up some really, really good points. Actually, I never thought that through. I just always assumed it was going to, it was trying to eat her. I didn't really think that through. That it didn't run, and it, yeah. Now this kind of goes back to the, one of the last questions, right from Arjun. He asked, like, what was something that somebody pointed out? Maybe there this, we are. This, Here this we could are. be it. I mean, he brings up a good point. Like, we've seen these things move incredibly, you know, fast. They mentioned it in that movie specifically. And then every other movie, like, the things mm -hmm. are jumping, leaping through the air. Um, they're, like, running so fast next to, next to motorcycles. And they're just unstoppable. But in this, on this, like, walkway, like, kind of graded walkway, you know, it gets that shot of, like, the feet as it's following her. It's just, it's not catching up and it's, hmm. it's not catching her. She has a limp. She's dragging the flashlight. So what's going on here? Is it well teasing her? Like outside her? of, outside of plot point, I don't really have an answer <laughs> <laughs> outside of plot point. Just the same reason why, why the little, little Tim wasn't cut, kicking the gun over closer to them when they're at the door. Plot yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, uh, I agree I agree with that, but um it is it could be interesting to think of it as taunting her, you know, like because it wanted to get her out in the open or it wanted to sacrifice her for you know, the big one, I guess. I don't know, you know, who knows? I don't even know which one's which in that movie. Um or yeah, maybe trying to lead them to the other humans. That that could be an interesting point, you know, that the raptors know there's other humans out there. They can smell them, they can you know, feel their fear somewhere, but uh, maybe that's what it was trying to do. That's kind of an interesting point. I guess within story, the biggest, my probably choice there would be that it was eating the other dude and it's just like, hey, I want to continue eating. Get away from me. Yeah. Like, get out of my area. <laughs> maybe like that, like a pride space of like, yeah. I'm eating, you're interrupting me. I want to think, I want to think that like, it had a hard time running on that grate you know, because there's like all these holes all over the place and it's like getting its claws stuck in it. And it's like, I can't run too fast. It hurts my nails. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. They're getting stuck. Maybe. <laughs> That's my theory. Real, real. It took me a long time to come up with that one. <laughs> 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 worth it worth the time but that's a great point uh so maybe uh if anybody else has any theories on that let us know and uh maybe luke can hear him next time but thanks you thank you luke that was awesome mm -hmm. uh let's see uh we got another one this one is from uh i believe dan let's uh let me read it <laughs> what <laughs> what is that is that you we're having oh. a look at the mattel jurassic world fallen kingdom huh? Hey, uh, hello? Hello? What's going on here? Uh, Victoria? Is that you? Brad? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm. What's going on? Oh, sorry. I, I guess our wires got crossed again oh, somehow. Yeah. Everybody's crossing hey, Jen, my wires. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm here. 
Yeah. Good, man. good. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, uh, wrong frequency. Yeah. I'm going to have oh. to get this thing oh. fixed. It, it, it's been doing that quite a bit, it seems like. All right. <laughs> laters. Oh. oh. Bye. Bye. Some kind of interdimensional thing was going on there. This is happening. I don't know what is happening, but this is happening all too often. The other day it happened. I was recording the news and all of a sudden Aaron is there. And I, I did not know what was happening. And this has happened before with Victoria. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Some kind of frequency. Jurassic frequency. Jurassic it's a frequency. That is... It's a thing. That's a, th <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing now. Well, I hope I hope she was doing... I mean, like, I would have talked to her more, but she... She's like, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to get out of here, but... I mean, she's afraid of the mailbag. That's valid. <laughs> she's like, oh, 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 that's what's happening? I'm staying out of this. <laughs> she probably thought it was like a regular episode, and she's like, oh, hey, oh, oh, bye. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I think Brad's recording right now. I think I saw maybe like a tweet or something about that, but uh, didn't know Jen was there and it was going to be in the mailbag. So, peace <laughs> out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I was going to read this email here. I don't know why I was messing it up before, but uh, email from Nick. Um, let's see. Uh, this one says, hey, it's Nick, a.k.a. Klingon007JP on Instagram. Fantastic recent mailbag. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say something I love about the Jurassic Park franchise. First off, it has aged so well, and each new film totally feeds off the other, making the story all the more grand. Uh, it's nice to hear some people think Jurassic World as a reboot, but others see it as a continuation of the Jurassic franchise. Both views are right. Jurassic World builds off what came in the past and works as a metaphor as it's the new attraction of Isla Nublar a la the new Jurassic Park. Sure, there are a ton of connections with the first film, as you see the return of Dr. Wu and Rexy. For us fans, we know that they are being heard and appreciated with these connections to the original three films. I'm really looking forward to what Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has to offer. P.S. The awesome thing about this series is that it takes place in real time. The first film does indeed play, take place in 1993. The Lost World showcases the aftermath of the events and how Malcolm has changed as a person four years later in 1997. Jurassic Park 3 takes place in 2001, and the world indeed takes uh, Jurassic World indeed takes place 22 years after the disaster at Jurassic Park. I am so glad that they didn't reboot the series, but rather create a sequel slash soft reboot. It pleases me as a fan. Anyway, great podcast, Brad. Catch you in a Ford Explorer stuck in a tree someday. Wow. How do these people predict the future and basically make questions and comments all tailoring to like one topic? That's basically I, word for I, word what I, we said before. In this it's episode. so weird. It, like, That's we have, amazing. Everything we have mentioned has gotten brought up. Like brought? That's not a word. Brought, it is now. Brought up. <laughs> it was brought up. <laughs> Oh, man. How are they doing that? I don't know. This is so funny. I, I, I love it. I think we're just all on the same wavelength, maybe. It's maybe the it's Jurassic the Jurassic frequency. wavelength. We're on that frequency. Yeah, Jurassic frequency. Yeah, that was Everyone. Was. Now there's like a standard for the rest of these questions to fit in with this topic. We'll see. We'll see. But I agree. I agree with this. I agree with him. I perfectly said yes. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, a soft reboot. Like obviously they're rebooting it. It's like not it's not a remake or or anything like that. It's a it's a reboot. They're kind of just like rebooting the franchise, like restarting it. 
um, and continuing on with what they previously mentioned. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's think, totally right here. I hear it from different people all the time. They're calling it a sequel. They're calling it a reboot. They're calling it a remake, blah, 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 blah. And I just want to, like, give them that little email there because that explains exactly what it is. And he, he got it nail on the head there because everyone yeah. they're kind of like outside of us they're kind of confused about what is it in relation and that he had it right on that's exactly what it is and i just want to like put that yeah. on a billboard and put <laughs> it outside <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of people are kind of confused with the terms and reboot and all that stuff like i have seen people use reboot as if like none of the other movies exist in a way like that kind of term that's yeah. not what happened here, obviously, and every you know everybody in this community pretty much knows that. Um, so they definitely rebooted it, just kind of gave it new life. That's basically what they did. Because if they had just made Jurassic Park four, uh, you know, it would have would have been a little different. They kind of rebooted it, remade the park, did all that stuff. Um, they rebranded it. Rebranded, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So, I'm perfect. so happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I, man, I hope, they couldn't have done it better. Yeah, I, I hope they you know keep influencing obviously that's what we've talked about this entire episode basically like mm-hmm. weaving in these old stories and different things yeah. so and yeah we keep talking about that timeline and and you know how everything kind of takes place in the year that it was showcased but maybe not Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out still but you know though this this email just kind of brought up another point of we've been saying that it does lend itself so well for that interweaving but now that email explains why it lends itself perfectly for that interweaving so literally this conversation is just being enhanced with every comment and question because they know exactly what we're talking about and they're just helping us along because we need help maybe maybe do we say the same thing every episode is it like is it just just us like they just know what's coming maybe maybe it's a weird (laughs) weird thing because, I mean, we don't remember seven minutes ago. No. Like, isn't I've, that our, our time? I've never minutes? heard anybody say that before, but it's so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on here. We got an email. Uh, no, sorry. This is a voice memo from Corey. Where is this? I See, I get confused myself. Voice memo. Here it is. Let's take a listen. Hey, Brad and Jen. Corey here. Uh, longtime listener. First time caller. You know the deal. Um, Now, I may or may not have promised Jen that I would do some sort of Lowry impression whenever I called in, but uh, I just tried to do that out loud, and it sounded more like somebody strangling Jerry Seinfeld than Lowry, so I'm just going to put that one on the back burner for now um, and talk about my real question, which is about the restricted area. Now, the question I have is, why is it called the restricted area? Is it just because... There's remnants of the old park back there, and the Indominus paddock is back there. Or is it because there's actually free-range and roaming dinosaurs out there? It's always been a question I've had ever since I watched the movie. Because, you know, when we see the scene of Claire and Owen standing at the edge of the waterfall, and Claire starts screaming, and Owen basically tells her to quiet down because it's like they're going to take a walk in the woods 65 million years ago. To me, that says that there might be loose dinosaurs back here, and mm-hmm. um, we need to be prepared for that. Um, now, when we look at the ankylosaur fight with, with the Indominus, um, my first reaction was always that those ankylosaurs were some of those free-range dinosaurs that were back there. You know, I, They could be just some, some dinosaurs that got through the fence, um, from Gyrosaur Valley, 
but I, I just never, I never could pin down a real reason why they called it the restricted area, um, unless there was actually, you know, dinosaurs back there. Now, I know with all the stuff coming out pretty recently from the DPG that, you know, Engine went back to Sorna and captured <laughs> all the dinosaurs there and brought them back to Nublar. That would kind of lead me to believe that, sure, the uh, Engine people probably captured all the dinosaurs on Nublar um, as well. It wouldn't make sense that they would just kind of leave dinosaurs out there. But a name like the Restricted Area, I mean, it just, to me, it sounds more more dangerous, more restrictive than than just saying, oh, hey, there's the old park remnants back there. You know, they have armed guards at every gate from Jurassic World back into that restricted area. It seems like they're prepared if a loose dinosaur got too close. So, I don't know. It It's always been an interesting question I've had. Um, love the show, guys. Tell me what you think, and uh, can't wait for all your next shows. Thanks. Bye. Ooh, his voice is cool. But yeah. I actually, I actually did form in my head because I get this asked a lot in some place, and I actually formed a really good explanation for this. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's right in my head, and I'm gonna go with it. And it's that like um, that part is you know how in every park, every zoo, every theme park, even Disney World, they have the backstage area that only like employees can go to, and the reason for the and Kalosaurus back there, like I feel like they have. Um, backstage containments back there, like little areas, and maybe there's like the invisible um, fences around the ankylosaurs, and they're just like extra dinosaurs, or maybe they're just rotating them out. Because you know how on like Kilimanjaro Safari, how they have those, that whole area backstage for like the rhinos and yeah. the elephants to go to sleep and to rotate them out and to take care of them, the veterinary stuff. Because if you have a zoo, or a park with animals, or in this case, dinosaurs, you have to have a big backstage area to take care of them. And even maybe introducing new ones and the new ones that get hatched and maybe they grow back there. And I feel like the whole restricted zone is, or area, is a backstage for the zoo. And I say that in quotes, the zoo portion of the park. And um, I feel like it's called restricted area because guests aren't allowed back there, just like how any theme park, any zoo has restricted access, you know, for only employees to go. So that's that's what it was called for people and yes, and you're not allowed back here. It's restricted. So that's what I always thought. It was like the backstage animal holding space. I love that. You know, it, it, it's kind of like that old thing where, you know, if you're having a hard time figuring something out, you're kind of like, you know, stuck and, and you, you go to the, the easiest solution, the simplest one, the one that you could just real quick ch double check. And that's what you just did. Like nobody's thinking about the easiest solution, which is just, it's the backstage of, of, a, of, uh, yeah. you know, the zoo. Everybody's uh -huh. like, we're all trying to come up with some nefarious plan that like InGen had in place where, you know, the other, oh, they keeping all these, you know, you know, hybrids or dinosaurs and, or, you know, loose raptors or, you know, uh, old facilities or something like that. And you're, you just took the simplest route. And I really love that. Actually. I think that's it's, a great it's common reason. sense. I mean, I not to give anything away, but I get, I get asked that a lot and I have to, I think like, Hmm. And I, I went to the most common sense thing. Like why yeah. else would there be a lot of space back there? 
Man. So there you go. That, like, totally changed the way I think about the movie now. I don't know why. Like, here it's we go again. Somebody bringing something up that I've never thought of. And it's a practical thing. You need it. The, yeah, you're, you're crazy. Like, this is, you're not kidding when, when you say that everybody is relating to stuff. Like, we talked about, like, mentioned details that he brought up here. And, and he, he brings it up in a new way. And it's awesome. And, uh, man, and I like, I really liked your response. I, I think that's pretty easy um you know because they have to maintain these dinosaurs they can't just let them do their own thing you know it is a theme park and they do Mm -hmm. have to take care of them they do have to feed them they do have to um you know medicate them and make sure they're healthy and do all that stuff so there's got to be feeding stage staged areas in the back or you know uh you know like um the monkey exhibit always has like a, a door that they go through so they can go inside and chill out inside, yeah. but also go out outside and do some stuff out there. That's, that's gotta yeah. be what this is, right? Cause I always thought the front out of the restricted zone, the front is like the show part. It's the yeah. on stage part, but then that whole back section of the restricted zone is just restricted for guests. It's just, it's not like restricted for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just a guest restriction thing. And then that's where they put all of them to just chill in the back to, bring them in how they do with Kilimanjaro Safari at Disney they bring in their animals at night and they they let them in their normal area and it's just like a nice thing it's what zoos do it's what everyone does that's perfect I think they're out of the show that is the best way to describe it Um, I was gonna try to like come up with something I was like man what what could it be like what's a new theory I was gonna say like (laughs) maybe there's some because we we saw the description for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom it says something about like a sinister plan or something like that uh i don't know if you remember the way it was worded something along those lines um so i'm like man maybe there's like some plot that they've been kind of planning with the volcano or something out in the distance like they want to keep people away but that's just too much like i don't even want to bother with that um and and you know those guys that were like on the tower that were kind of like confused as to why there was a jeep that's just like the perimeter of like the main street area like that kind of area I guess keeping like the the gyrosphere valley dinosaurs out um but yeah that was that was a great question and a great answer i can't i can't top it <laughs> all right Perfect. then thanks Corey. um yeah. let's move over here to fede on twitter he sent us uh, a bit of uh, information here so i'm going to read it he says um some criticize the fact that they built a theme park on an island with an active volcano, and they say it's dumb. I actually think it's a very smart uh, and deep concept. First of all, the majority of islands have volcano activities. Second, I don't remember if in the novel or in the Telltale game, but it was already said that no, uh, Nublar was... Oh, man. Well, here we go. But it was already said that at Nublar, they use geothermal power to make the park work, which is an ecological device that is very productive. Of course, it has its own risks, but it's a volcano that doesn't erupt since thousands of years. You might say it's almost comical how unlucky dinosaurs are. (laughs) They went extinct 65 million years ago. Uh, I lost my place with a catastrophic event, and now the volcano is about to kill them again immediately. Well, it actually makes sense. If you think about it, nature selected them for extinction once, right? Malcolm said they don't belong in our actual world. They're a rape of the natural world today. So imagine nature as an organism, like a human body. Dinosaurs are a thing that had their natural shot. 
Now they come back like an extraneous element that does not, uh, that what, man, here we go. And what does the organism do in these cases? It tries to expel it and get rid of it. Here, the volcano erupting to bring balance again in actual nature, it really makes a lot of sense. It's not dumb. It's deep. There it is. Okay, that's interesting. But he, I like the point he said about how there's volcanoes everywhere and they don't usually erupt. I mean, look at um, that thing with the geyser and I don't know. Where's that? Uh, Yellowstone? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, recently, yeah. right? There was uh, the biggest geyser or something. They're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere and we're living with them and we're fine. We're not like hiding away. So I, can, I that brings me to the point where I really think that volcano is erupted on purpose. I think that there's some kind of self-destruct mechanism that was inserted maybe below it, like some kind of dynamite or something. I, I'm on like, the weird conspiracy train that someone's going to wants to set off that volcano on purpose. Like the reason the restricted area is there because there's a nefarious plan to set off the volcano and nobody wants them to see it. I think I was right. You, forget about your no, stupid you know? no, zoo wait, theory. I don't think... I don't think <laughs> I don't think Claire or any of them even know that's there. Like maybe Hammond did it or Hammond's people did it. Maybe they didn't even tell him. Like maybe that was a safe a safeguard thing that they did way back in the day. Like just in case maybe um Mr. Wu. What do I call him? Mr. Wu. How are well, you? Like, where did that come from? <laughs> um maybe uh, Dr. <laughs> Wu um knows about it. Like he's the only one that knows about it because he was there on day one and like maybe that was just like some kind of insurance thing that that hammond's people did just in case it all went bad hey to stick, like just stick to the simplest it. thing right that's that's what we're good at here right i don't know <laughs> well that's my thought i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't believe that it would just erupt coincidentally like then that doesn't seem believable to me i don't know i, don't know. I mean i i I don't know. I, I'm starting to think less and less that there is some sort of volcano conspiracy. Um, be, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, you know, the sinister plot is just to take these dinosaurs off for a different reason. And, you know, we've obviously seen that reason in the, the trailer. So I don't know. I, I feel like the volcano, it just so happens. Like he said, nature selected them for extinction <laughs> once again. Poor dinosaurs uh-huh. had their shot. They died. They came back to life. We're, we've got them again. No, sorry guys, you're not supposed to be here. We're gonna the the Earth is going to kill you again. Um, oh, but I don't know. InGen well, has I, a different uh, plan in mind. Um, I disagree a little bit. I feel like that's that's cheapening it because when I first heard about the volcano, I mean, no one saw that coming after seeing Jurassic World and not, and not knowing anything. All of a sudden, volcano. Yeah, what? yeah. Like, what? That just seems, like, so strange that out of nowhere it's just going to erupt and all this stuff is going to happen because of it. I I have to believe there's somebody in doing that. It's just well, too weird. I guess you could take this theory. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, they're like, well, nobody's going to let us take these dinosaurs off the island. We want to sell these things to the highest bidder. We saw that bidding scene in the trailer. Um, so... Uh, how can we get these dinosaurs off without anybody looking twice as to what we're doing? Let's set this volcano off somehow. Let's mess with yeah. the geothermal power. I and, can get on board. And yeah. So maybe maybe that's like what you're thinking there. Maybe that could work. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, on board with that. That would work. And I, I agree with him that like 
this is not a dumb plot device. Like, I, I, there are a ton of people still saying, like, oh, that trailer was so dumb. Just a volcano, just a destruction movie. They showed the climax of the movie right in the trailer, which is so not true. <laughs> right. I, you know? Um, I, there, you know, there's a, a quote or so from uh, The Last Jedi where, you know, uh, you didn't see it, but... Um, <laughs> Luke asks, <laughs> Luke asks Ray to like explain the force and she's like it's a power that Jedis have and blah 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 and he's like everything you just said is completely wrong like so I kind of think that about a lot of these hot takes that people have like on Twitter that they're like that was the dumbest trailer I'm like everything you just said in that sentence was completely wrong like it's not the climax it, they didn't just reveal everything it's not dumb there's actually more to it, and uh, I, I like his thoughts here. Good job, Fede. Um, but, yeah, that um, brings us to our last voicemail. So let's move on here. Uh, this is from Veronica. Woo. Hey, Brad and Jen. It's me, Veronica. I really love listening to that voicemail intro. Um, it just always makes me smile. And um, I just wanted to know how you guys felt uh, with all of these teasers of Jurassic World. You know, I haven't really, like, gotten that hyped up just yet, I guess, because we're not near the time. But I just wanted to know, like, on the scale of, like, one to, I don't know, ten, I guess, like, how excited are you guys? Um, I know, like, when Jurassic World came out, the first part, I, like, saw the trailer. Well, actually, me and Amy had a competition of how many times we've seen the trailer. <laughs> but I have to say that I've been slacking this time around, and I just want to know, like, how often do you guys rewatch the trailer? Like, like, what are you doing to get yourself so hyped up for the movie? And then uh, the last thing I wanted to share before, you know, your voicemail decides to cut out on me, Brad, <laughs> was that um, do you guys ever find yourself quoting, like, scenes from Jurassic Park or, or any of the movies? Uh, this happened the other day. I was with my boyfriend, and his roommate stepped outside, and it was really quiet. And then they came back in, and there was wrestling, and I just was, I whispered to him, like, when Lex whispered to Tim in the kitchen, I was like, they're inside. <laughs> and we both just started laughing, and then we went quiet again, and then I was just like, I, I said again, I was like, Timmy, what is it? You know, just doing all of these quotes and stuff, and I just, wanted to know if you guys do that sometimes or am I just a weirdo well anyways that's all I have for you guys um and I hope you can hear me because I am driving I know I whispered a little low anyways that's all I have for you guys I will talk to you next month bye <laughs> thank you that was awesome uh yeah all we right. can hear you perfectly fine I <laughs> how excited are we well I've We're, already been through so many pairs of pants so... We are so I'm, excited for this I, movie. I don't have to do anything to get me excited. I don't I, mean, I could just sit here and stare at the floor and I'm peeing myself. I'm so excited about this film. The toys get me excited. The trailers get me excited. Just the other day, actually, as we, I think I've mentioned before, I'm pretty, I, I'm not good into um, the wa watching a lot. I, I don't like the oversaturation thing. I've talked about that many times, so I don't like to oversaturate things that I really like. I like to keep them fresh. And, I haven't I don't watch the trailer a lot on purpose for that reason but I just did the other day I can't remember why but I got an urge for it and I I was like so excited that I just wanted to watch the trailer so I watched the two trailers um Super Bowl trailer the first trailer and the 
behind the scenes all in a row when I was at work and I was like dying. I was so hyped up, but I mean, I've been hyped up for a while. It's just super excited and I cannot wait every day. I'm like getting closer, getting closer with, with everything that's happening, the toys, the stuff's happening, the interviews are probably coming out here and just, I don't need anything to get me pumped. I am highly pumped. I would say on a scale from one to 10, I'm about a 10 million and it's like 10 million <laughs> one tomorrow, 10 million two the next day. I am ready for this. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I agree. I, I'm in the same boat. I uh, am so pumped. I actually just saw the trailer again last night as of this recording when I went to go see Ready Player One. Um, it was it was in 3D, and it was funny because I think uh, there might have been like, – because I don't watch trailers, as you all know mostly. Um, I don't watch most trailers aside from Jurassic and Star Wars. I watch those. But there was a moment like in the theater where they're like, all right, put your 3D glasses on because they showed a bunch uh, a bunch of trailers without 3D. And then I think they showed one trailer and then I heard the all so familiar like the record <laughs> scratch and like, you know, they're they're setting the record in and then the music comes on that like din, 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 din. <laughs> and I'm like, I instantly bring the, the 3D glasses off my lap, throw them on and I'm watching and I'm like, this is the best this is yeah. the best moment ever because it's on IMAX screen. It's huge. Oh, it's gosh. in 3D. It was so incredible. And I hadn't watched it in like maybe a few weeks or so. But um, I was so pumped. And like – and it just got me thinking about all those haters like for the trailer. Like because it was that trailer that everybody says is so dumb and all that stuff. And man, all these voicemails and emails tied together. Um, but like I was watching that T-Rex war and specifically thinking about that one tweet where the person's like, the T- I can't believe they showed the T-Rex war. It's the climax, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was watching that, thinking that tweet. I'm like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Like, I love this scene. I love yeah. this scene so yeah. much. And it, it is, yeah. it, it like made me almost tear up and it was so good. In 3D, it just looked incredible. And I was like, man, I, I, I'm ready. Like, I need to yeah. see this movie. And, and um, you know, usually I'm good with not watching trailers. Like, uh, Infinity War, the the whole Avengers, you know, culmination here is like, I haven't watched any trailers. But if there was one trailer to, like, make me break, that was it. Like, I would have watched that, but I didn't. I, I stay strong. I'm like, I can do this. I am so hyped for that movie, and I haven't seen anything. So it's weird how it all works. Like whether you watch a trailer or you don't watch a trailer, at least for Avengers, I haven't seen a single bit of footage, but I'm still super hyped and I've seen everybody else be super hyped and it kind of feeds off of that. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe you're working the same way, Veronica, with, with everybody else being so hyped up about it that you maybe could feel that as well, even if you aren't watching the trailers. Um, but yeah, I, I like to try to revisit trailers every so often. I haven't seen that... Um, that behind the scenes thing in maybe since it came out like around that week. Like, I don't know. I haven't really watched that that much. Yeah. I mean, it's the trailers, I, I like them, but the way that I don't want to get used to them is that whenever you're, if you watch them so many times, they come, they become so yeah. ingrained in your mind. And as soon as you see the movie, your mind doesn't see the movie. It sees a trailer scene, a trailer scene. Oh, this know, was from the trailer. Yeah. Oh, I already saw this. Oh, it becomes so familiar. Yeah. And I, I, and then you just hook up the sides of the scene attached to what you already know in the trailer. And I just hate that. And I don't want that to happen at all. Yeah. So not only am I afraid of this oversaturation, um, 
I'm afraid of it after I see the movie. Like even the regular Jurassic World trailers, I don't really watch that much because I don't want to. I want them to stay new, even though you've seen the whole movie. But the trailer is still kind of new. And mm-hmm. with this, I especially don't want to get oversaturated because I don't want to watch the movie thinking, "Oh, trailer scene, trailer scene. There's another trailer scene. Oh, I already know that." Yeah. Kind of thing. But yeah, when you watch it sporadically, like you said, you're like tearing up because you haven't overwatched it, and that's what happened to me yesterday night. I just the other night I was at work and I, I watched all three together and yeah, by the end, even by the middle, you just you just like your cells are just like vibrating and they're just alive and you're you're just dying and squeeing everywhere and you it's it's for real. We're getting yeah. that movie and it's gonna be amazing and that music and that T Rex roar, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. I am I need nothing to get me pumped. I am pumped from the minute i wake up and i'm probably dreaming about it i don't even know i don't remember my dreams but i'm probably dreaming about it because i am just so pumped i don't need any pumping up no I'm there no yeah it's ready it's it's time i mean we like you ready. said we have a few more months but um i am so ready like i, I mean you know this is the fun starting here it's gonna be april and you know april's gonna have a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. and then it'll be may and then we're gonna get a ton of stuff before the uk release so that's suit like that's gonna be in a month for sure. But yeah. I hate that he's getting it first. I know. But we're gonna get a lot of promo stuff with that and Yeah. And there's another trailer coming out. Yeah. Uh next month in April this month in April. This month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's coming. I mean, it's picking up. We're getting the, the Dr. Peppers in the stores, like I said, and the Doritos are coming out like and the toys are gonna be coming out. It's we're we're getting there. We're almost in the the just floating along space here. Almost there. Yeah, and uh, the last bit here uh, about the quotes. Do you use a lot of quotes in your daily life? Like anything I from Jurassic? Do. I do. I do a lot. I I do a lot, and it's fun because in the back of my mind, I'm like, <laughs> but nobody knows it. <laughs> no, but yeah. I do it a lot. I do. I do a lot of clear things all the time. Um, and I do regular – me and my dad have a thing where we, like, just talk in Jurassic Park quotes. So we do that a lot, a lot. And um, But we know. We're aware of it. Sometimes I just do it with other people just for fun, and they have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's my favorite thing is, like, I- I'm always like, well, there it is. And, and, like, I say it, like, in this, like, you know, like, very, like, uh, yeah. theatrical <laughs> way, and then nobody ever says anything. They're like, yep, that's it. And like nobody ever responds. I'm just like, just me being theatrical about that moment, and it never pays off. But I, I love the, like the puzzled look on people's faces when they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, um, it's fun. It's fun both times. It's fun when people don't know, and it's fun when people do know. Because yeah. every time me and me and Josh go in an elevator, we always go, "How Jim and Erica? How Jim and Erica?" <laughs> every time we're in an elevator, <laughs> and there's just so many times that that you do that yeah it's fun both times when people are aware and when they're not yeah i do that and of course i'm doing i'm always like talking to myself so i'm like uh well now i'm here by myself uh uh, talking to myself so i'm I'm always (laughs) doing that and i'm always just like randomly pulling out like my terrible jeff goldblum impression and just like kind of like saying things like him and it's it's ridiculous and (laughs) and uh, i don't know like i'm in so many chats with different people and and constantly talking about jurassic park that even I, I just like say a quote to myself out loud, like for no reason, you know? 
Oh, you just thought of something that I wanted to build on this Veronica question with you. So she's like, she was saying how she's trying to, what do we do to get pumped? Do you think that because we live this every day and I'm constantly looking up things and doing things and you're constantly working on this podcast, do you think that that's why we're so pumped constantly? Because Veronica probably just comes in, does a little question, maybe checks Twitter here and there and pops back out and goes into real life. But this is our real life. <laughs> real life, yeah. What is that like? This, um, this is what we do every single day in some capacity. No, so. you know, honestly, I feel like it makes it worse, like in a way. Not not too, too bad, but like you're constantly consumed with it. Like you said, you want to step away and not be constantly bombarded by visuals from the movie. And, you know, I'm that way with a lot of movies and stuff. But Jurassic, I'm like, I have to see this stuff. I can't not talk about it on the podcast. Like, there would be times when I'd like to not see everything or hear everything, like rumors and spoilers and whatnot. But, unfortunately, stuff like that just comes my way. So I'm constantly bombarded with stuff that I'm like, man, I kind of have to, like, step back, gain that excitement again and not be overloaded, you know? See, this is why I think we don't really watch the trailers that often because we are in it so much. And if we, um, and, and by saving the trailers, it does it is a form of excitement. So I like to watch them whenever you just need that extra little boost of excitement because it does become so mundane. And yeah, I just had I just tweeted out the other day how I want to clean my brain folds of all the spoilers that are hibernating. Yeah, in there. I saw that. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want them. I don't. I want them out. <laughs> I want them yeah. Out. I want to start over. I want my brain to be clean. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't even want to know. Any, I don't even want to know that there's a volcano. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know anything. But we're already at this point, and we're going to be even more saturated. And it's going to be yeah. even worse because the UK comes out first. And so tons of spoilers are going to be happening, and we're going to have to navigate that. And it's going to be so hard. But I, I bet it, it is different because we see it every day, and we're around it every day. We can't just um, go do stuff live our life and then be like oh i'm gonna watch this trailer a lot and then it's fun now i'm gonna go live my life again well we can't really do that the problem too is like i can't even run away if i tried like yeah because i'll i like i I literally just said this to my wife as we're eating dinner i had youtube on i just put youtube on our tv and we're watching a video and somebody just starts going (laughs) and i'm like uh what are you kidding me? Like, I'm just watching some random YouTube video and, like, somebody starts singing it. Or it's referenced in a TV show that I'm watching. Somebody says Jurassic Park. I'm like, oh, my God, it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And I, I, yeah. I can't – like, you you can't even escape if you tried, you know? No, no. People are sending you messages every day. Hey, there's this, there's that, there's this, and there's this new, and this is coming out. And every day it's always – Yeah. But Because we need it. We need to be oh, in the course. loop. I'm not saying I'm trying to escape, but I'm just trying to say, like, oh, well. <laughs> if, if you just sit down to watch TV, you don't expect to see it or you don't expect to hear it, no, but, but that's it pops cool. up, you know, every time. It's, it's like, well, undeniable. It just happens, and I love it. It's just all-consuming. I don't watch TV. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> You're safe, then. No trailers, no random references. You're good. It's Jurassic's fault that I don't watch TV. You don't watch TV, but then you go on Twitter uh, where literally every person is talking about it. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's an endless cycle. <laughs> it is. It is. And we love it. Why else would we be here, right? We have, we lost control of our lives. Just how this podcast has never any control. No. We've lost control. <sighs> well, an hour and a half later and our mailbag is done for another month. 
Uh, thank you, Veronica, for that. Before we go, uh, that was another great uh, installment from you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is it, guys. This is uh, a- April. And like you said, Jen, a lot is coming this month. So yeah. much to look forward to. And um, I said it, I brought it up recently that we're kind of like taking like a, the stance of two episodes a, a, a week. I almost said a month. That would that would never happen. Um, but two episodes a week, which is crazy. Like, and sometimes, oh. who knows? It might even be more. But I hope you guys aren't overloaded. You know, I hope you guys aren't oversaturated. And uh, it's too, too, too bad because these episodes are coming whether you like them or not because – there's just so much content, so much to talk about, so much to do, so much to think about, and we can't escape it, guys. It's happening. And this is this is a quiet period here. This is where it's the calm before the storm. Like we only yeah. got two more mailbags to go. We two more chances to submit your questions and comments before we've all seen it. Before we all see the movie. There's no end date because once that comes, then we have a you know infinite amount of mailbags oh, for yeah. people questioning. Oh, yeah. The restricted area. What? Why didn't they show anything about it? Why didn't we see this paddock? Why didn't we do this? Or what is what is up with this guy? Who is that character? It's never going to stop. Nope. And but I am excited see, to is, dive into those. We'll be different people at that point. We Our will. brain will have seen the film. <laughs> and we'll all be different. We'll all be on the other side. We'll yeah. all be different people. And it'll, it'll be something. That'll be fun time. It's still just April. Trying to temper my expectations. Not get too hyped. Oh, I'm hyped. I, I cannot I gotta, contain gotta, it. We still got a little ways. I don't get hyped. too hyped too quick. It's going to, yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I was hyped on January 1st, 2018. Like when it was 2018, <laughs> my hype started then and it's just been building. Yeah, you're right. I, I yeah. am so ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. But, um, but hey, yeah, we got, we're just to, to, um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Plug. That's one. To plug some fun that we're doing, we're going to record a, a thing on the book soon this month, yes. right? Yes, Later this, this month. month. We're doing it. We're talking about the book. Yes. So we got a mailbag, and then we're going to do a book podcast, and then we got the May mailbag. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be around. Oh, yeah. You're here. Oh, You're stuck. I'm here. Can't I'm get away. Even. <laughs> Camping out. <laughs> In between all those episodes, where can uh, everybody find you? Um, if you still want to find me, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 um, at the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network and websites BryceDHoward.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much if you want to search for me there. There you go. Yeah, well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> See? It works every time. It always does, all the time. (laughs) Thank you, Jen, and I'll see you in May or April and then May. And yeah, Yeah, you know. See you a lot. Peace out. (laughs) See ya. This week in the audio segment, we have a little bit of uh, teasery stuff here from Jeff Goldblum. While speaking with Andy Cohen on his show, uh, he was asked about whether or not Ellie Sattler or anybody else really will ever appear in maybe a sequel down the road. Here's what he had to say. I want to know from Jeff, 
can you give us any details about what you're doing in the Jurassic Park sequel? And were you being serious when you teased on the red carpet that Laura Dern might be in it as well? Uh, maybe I said too much. I don't know for sure. I can't, about the second part of your question, I can't uh, divulge anything. But maybe, maybe, well, maybe. Wait, there's another Jurassic Park. Yes, there's going to be another that's Based a trilogy. The, the Jurassic ones. World is a trilogy. Colin uh, 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 Trevorrow directed and wrote the first one. He directed that Jeep commercial that I did on the Super Bowl of me playing yes. the character. <laughs> he wrote this one that J.A. Bayona directed, in which I play, uh, I have a scene uh, in front of uh, the, the uh, senatorial committee talking about dinosaurs. And then there's going to be another one, which, I, I, you know, some people may or may not be in. That's all I can say. Back to so, wow. I mean, he, I don't know, you know, how much he knows, whether he knows anything about the next film or not. Um, seems very coy about the entire thing, very uh, sneaky about it. Like, he does know something, like there are people, maybe Ellie, maybe somebody else coming back in Jurassic World 3. I mean, that would be the perfect time, right? potentially the culmination of this entire franchise whether it is the last movie or not that's unseen but we could get ellie sattler maybe somebody else i feel like if it is the last one you kind of have to return right you have to bring back a lot of these people and um after her turn in star wars the last jedi why not get her back in jurassic world 3 if you want to view the video for yourself head to the link in our show notes Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 144th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen, a.k.a. Terex, or uh, Barbie something or other, for joining me for another interesting mailbag segment. You all came through again this time, supplied us with another segment of bewilderment and confusion. Most of all, thank you again, Jen, for walking with me through the weeds of questions submitted by the coolest listeners around. You're all so awesome. Thank you. I can't forget to thank Aaron for joining me to take a look at some of the recent revelations in the news. It's really nice to have somebody to bounce news off of instead of, you know, just myself. Thanks, dude. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit, 
as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.